What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I am your girl, Tiffany E., and I'm one-fourth of the co-host of Down for the Count, and it's time to give the review for Money in the Bank. Now, Money in the Bank was a massive show. It was WWE's second pay-per-view with a live audience, and they did wonderful for this particular show. I'm so happy that they were able to pull out all the stops and make this such a banger of a show. So let's start off with the pre-show, the kickoff. On the kickoff, they had the Usos versus the Mysterios. Family versus family for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. What I liked about this match was the fact that it did not just go as some squash match where they took out Ray and Dominic and it was over. They fought. Ray and Dominic kicked out in times where you just thought this match most definitely was over. But it was ultimately the craftiness of the Usos and a little bit of cheating that gave them the win to edge out over the Mysterios. Now, of course, I don't see this exactly being over, but they can build on this rivalry between the Mysterios and the Usos for a little while and then move forward. I probably would give them one more bout with the Usos and then let that be done with it and then let the Usos move forward into a new adversary. Now, moving on into the actual first match of the night for Money in the Bank, which was the Women's Money in the Bank. Now, the Women's Money in the Bank featured these eight women, Natalia, Tamina, Zelina Vega, and Liv Morgan, Naomi, Asuka, Bliss, and Nikki Ash. Those were your eight competitors in the Money in the Bank women's ladder match. For the most part, this match was pretty mellow. There wasn't a lot going on, but there wasn't really any, you know, great things going on either. There weren't any spots that were like particularly great in this match either. It's gonna be one of those Money in the Bank matches that was gonna fly on under the radar it's not bad but it isn't good either however in the end the winner ended up being nikki ash which was a very very big swerve for all of us now i know this isn't what most people chose in terms of the winner for the money in the bank women's ladder match although our girl alexis did pick nikki ash to win the money in the bank briefcase I thought she could have been a candidate, but she was way far in the back of my mind. I just knew this was probably going to go to Vega, or it was going to go to Bliss again, or it was going to finally get in the hands of Naomi, but they decided to go with Nikki Ash instead. So we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. This isn't exactly my ideal Money in the Bank candidate for the women, but I'm not necessarily mad at it either. I'm glad that they went into a different route and gave us a nice swerve and was like, look, we're going to do something different. WWE has been screamed at, hollered at, fucking tweeted, Instagrammed, everything you can think of about trying new things and going in different routes. And when they finally do, the fans still aren't happy. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do positive, stay positive and say this might work out in terms of story and longevity and watching it play out. So we'll have to wait and see how this works out for the almost superhero, Nikki Cross. Moving on into the next match of the night. I believe that match was AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. I hated this match. I thought this match was boring. And I truly despise the fact that they 
let AJ Styles and Omos retain. I felt like they should drop the titles due to the fact, number one, Omos can't wrestle, okay? Um, his wrestling capability is less than of a, of a PC recruit, um, less than an indie star, less than anything that has the basic skill of wrestling. He doesn't have it. I don't know if it's the fact that he can't move fast enough, but even so, like Big Show had wrestling capability and he was a big man, as is Mark Henry and the rest of the bigger guys like Andre the Giant who were massive men, but they could wrestle. They did their jobs. He can't do that. He has no charisma in the ring. Everybody who wrestles him does most of the work, and he gets to reap all the glory and benefits. And I don't want to watch him in the ring. He should just be a bodyguard for AJ Styles. They should go back to him being a singles competitor, and AJ Styles and him drop the titles to the Viking Raiders, and that's done. And leave it at that. But they decided to let them retain. I hated that match. It was a terrible match. Um, I, I didn't like it. And I'm going to move on from it. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Hands down, this is my worst match of the night. I hated this match. Kofi got absolutely no offense in this match. And I truly don't understand how that's possible when just a few weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, if not a month ago, Kofi Kingston went up against Bobby Lashley and he got at least some offense off on Lashley. He was able to do something. He was able to compete. This match literally gave Kofi no room to do anything. He never got out of the blocks. And Bobby Lashley maintained dominance throughout this match. I hated it for the simple fact that Kofi is better than that. And I feel like even if you want to book Bobby Lashley strong, he still needs to have somebody who competes against him. Making it appear as though he is unstoppable does nothing for long-term storytelling and the fun of watching wrestling. No one wants to watch someone just be squashed like that, especially on a pay-per-view. Another issue I have is this always happens with Kofi. Now, everybody else was just like, well, at least the match was longer. And I'm like, okay, so basically, you'd rather him just get his ass whooped for an hour and still not get any offense rather than get his ass whooped for a minute and still not get any offense. Either way, it still works out where Kofi looks like he can't fight when it comes to these bigger dudes. And the other, and he's just, he's just, he's, he has no, it just looks like he, he'll never be able to compete on that level. And I know that that's not true. So I'm pretty pissed off, number one, that Kofi lost that way. I probably wouldn't have had such an adverse, adverse reaction to it if Kofi would have lost after he fought hard to, to maintain that position in that number one contender spot. If they had made it look like Kofi fought and he was still fighting and he still was wrestling and, you know, Bobby, he got the drop on Bobby maybe once or twice, but made it look like a true match and not just an exhibition match for Bobby Lashley, I wouldn't have said anything. I'd just be like, well, Bobby Lashley won. Similar to the way that Drew McIntyre lost to Bobby Lashley, um, I believe it was uh, Fastlane or whatever the case may be. I'm not sure. Like, they had a true back and forth. They had a true back and forth at Hell in a Cell, to be honest with you. 
So the match was evenly yoked. Like even with Xavier, Xavier got some moves off on Bobby Lashley in their Hell in a Cell match. So I just, I, I didn't understand what the hell was going on here. But anyways, that was my, my I, I hated that match. It was the worst match of the night. I, I truly despise it. Let's move on to the next match. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Definitely top spot. My favorite match of the night. It was so good. Charlotte and Rhea have good chemistry with each other. A lot of people don't agree with that. But I think that they have amazing chemistry with each other. This match was going back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win. But ultimately, Charlotte was able to pull out all of the dirty tricks that she had. She locked up Rhea Ripley's leg inside the steel steps. Stomped on it as much as she could. Capitalized on the early pain of the stomping. And then bridged into the figure eight to force Rhea Ripley to tap out. It was a brilliant move, and it gave Charlotte her 14th title reign. The queen is atop the mountain again, and now it's only a matter of time to see who will be able to dethrone her highness from her throne. So, moving on to the men's Money in the Bank match. Now, here's where things got really shitty, okay? Because... Peacock Network was having some glitching issues. Started out with a segment with Rick Boog, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, and um, Matt Riddle. It started out with them. They were in the back, they were talking, and Rick Boog was playing his guitar. And all they kept doing was glitching out. I decided to go on Twitter to look around. I started getting messages on my Instagram saying, hey, Tiffany, is your stuff messing up too? And I was telling them, yeah, like everything is messing up. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not a bashing moment for Peacock. Honestly, for me, Peacock usually plays relatively smooth, which is why I was very surprised that this was happening during the show. Every pay-per-view I've watched with Peacock, I have never had this issues that I had with watching a pay-per-view in WWE. There have been times where I've missed whole matches because it skipped forward it was not set. Um, I would turn it on and I would have to, it would glitch out. Like in the middle of a match, I would it would literally glitch out or sign me out. Peacock hasn't been doing that. It's been pretty solid, which is why I was so pissed when I was watching the show and I missed like the first five to ten minutes of the Money in the Bank match. Literally got into the Money in the Bank match, was able to see it right in the middle because by then... All of the spots had been done and everything was down to the wire and I missed everything, you know, so as did a lot of people in America, but people overseas um, in the UK and, and of course people in Canada still have the WWE network. So they were able to watch it clear and clean and not miss anything. So I feel like um, Peacock really needs to beef up their servers. I think what happened was they didn't account for everybody that would be using the app to watch regular TV or to watch movies and then all of the influx of people that would be watching WWE's Money in the Bank they didn't account for those things so that caused a lot more issues with how it was running than it should have so hopefully with the next pay-per-view which is SummerSlam 
hope that's a massive pay-per-view they've got to be able to prepare for the amount of people that's going to be on the network hopefully they will do that and everything will run smoothly now back to the men's money in the bank there were eight competitors in this match as well ricochet john morrison shinsuke nakamura big e seth rollins matt riddle Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Those were your eight competitors for the men's money in the bank. For the most part, each person showed up and showed out. And it was a great men's money in the bank from what I saw. Morrison and Rollins, you know, teamed up with each other for a good chunk of it. I did get to see that in glitches. And then once Rollins felt like he was done with using him, he got rid of him. And it got to the point where each competitor was able to climb the ladder and possibly get that briefcase. But they were foiled at some point. You saw Kevin Owens was the last one to touch the briefcase before the winner. And KO took a nasty spot on the ladder that was like literally, it was connected between the announcer table and the apron. Kevin Owens hit that ladder hard. Now, I don't know if he really hurt his head or what happened, but KO really took a bump, and that was really the biggest bump that I had seen um, in, in both of the Money in the Bank matches. Probably one of the coolest spots was Big E serving a big ending to Seth Rollins at the end of the Money in the Bank match, and watching that man ascend to the top of that ladder and get that briefcase was everything big e is your men's money in the bank winner and i could not have been happier or prouder so happy for big e they pushed him they gave him a true push from intercontinental champion to possibly being a contender to take the title off roman and now having a guaranteed opportunity at the wwe or wwe universal championship is absolutely bananas and I'm very, very happy for Big E. So Seth Rollins was not as happy as the rest of us was. And he made it very clear that he was going to, of course, make his presence known. And I saw the writing on the wall. The moment they cut the camera to Seth Rollins, as you saw how distraught he was. I have been telling people for weeks that he was going to be a problem in this final bout with Roman Reigns and Edge. To be honest with you, this match was good. There was a good solid back and forth between these two men. And it could have went either way. But where things went left when it came to the Men's Universal Championship. Was when the referee got knocked out. Ref got knocked out. The Usos came down. The Mysterios calmed that storm. But there was nothing to calm Seth Rollins' rage and anger about losing that possibility of going up against the champion. He attacked Edge, and kicked him in the back of the head, and gave Roman the upper hand. However, there was no referee out there to referee the match. Roman went to get a chair, thought he could take him out that way, and he ultimately get it, um, ended up getting reversed on Roman, and he ended up being put in the crossface. Now, there were many times, at least twice, where Edge got a pin and there was no one to count. 
when the ref finally got there, by the time he got there, Roman had been in that pin and he was already ready to kick out. So there was nothing that anyone could do. Towards the end, Seth Rollins cost Edge his opportunity at regain at gaining the at gaining the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins came back out there and attacked Edge again, and that cost him the title. And ultimately, Roman was able to pick up the win again. But this was not the end of the show. Edge and Seth Rollins ended up brawling all the way from the ring to the back. And then Roman Reigns decided he wanted to cut a little promo, have a little speech. And that didn't go over well either because your favorite resident Johnny boy, John Cena, popped up at Money in the Bank and stole that man's momentum and glory. The, all of the, the shine was on Roman Reigns. All eyes were on Roman. But the moment John Cena's music hit, that was done. It was over. That crowd erupted. And they were all stoked that John Cena was there. And Roman got nothing. He's the current Universal Champion. But John Cena is getting all the attention and all the glory. I have proof. On WWE on Fox. There is a, whoever does their graphics on there, superb, 100% perfect. They are geniuses. Their graphic skills are top notch. I can only aspire to be like them one day when I grow up, but they do some of the best graphics for the WWE I've seen in a long time, okay? Now, every winner in every aspect of Money in the Bank got a graphic. Charlotte, Big E, Nikki Ash. Um, the Usos, um, AJ Styles and Omos, everybody got a graphic except for Roman, but John Cena has a graphic. John Cena has a graphic for just showing up at Money in the Bank. So just merely popping up, Roman has dropped back to number two and John Cena is at number one. Damn, Nino Brown, they just took all your momentum from you. Took all your glory and shine from you, baby. That's messed up. But now you know how Drew felt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's money in the bank, y'all. That's what happened. That was the show. Rumor has it. Well, there's no rumor because they've announced it. But John Cena is supposed to show up on Monday Night Raw tonight to address why he's back. And what he plans on doing. So a lot of people of course. Are interested to see Johnny Boy. And I of course want to see Johnny Boy. Show up on Monday Night Raw. That's going to give a nice little boost to Monday Night Raw. With the three hour show. I'm hoping everything goes. According to plan. Monday Night Smack. Friday Night Smackdown this past Friday. Was great. The Money in the Bank pay per view was awesome. One can only hope. That the same thing would be. For Monday Night Raw. So I'm your girl, Tiffany E. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble about money in the bank. Was I right about the winners? Some of them. I was right right about some of them. Majority of them I got wrong, which I'm kind of glad that I did. Because that made for a great and interesting show. Um, But for a lot of them, I did get right. So I am happy about the balance of things that I got right and things I got wrong. And hopefully this will lead to some amazing storylines and even better matches. 
So I am your girl Tiffany E of Down for the Count. I hope you guys enjoyed this review of Money in the Bank. And I will see you guys next time.